Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. All right, welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with Yara Golden. She's going to be talking about how to implement direct response marketing and storytelling to revive your email list, to recover um, the customers you may have lost because they weren't fully in tune with who you are as an entrepreneur and didn't quite know why you're doing what you're doing and didn't know the path that you've taken in order to get to where you are. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be, t- be talking about some personal branding stuff and just marketing in general, but Yara is full of information. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of juicy stuff in this interview. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I am doing well. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to, to hear more about the concept around what you help your community with, what you help entrepreneurs do inside of their business. Will you kind of give me a rundown on like, your concept of of how you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So I do something that is called story selling. And so what I've noticed in the entrepreneurial world, um, so just to give you a little background on me, I I started my entrepreneurial journey as a relationship coach. And that's kind of where I was, where your audience is, right? Where I was trying to get to my first six figures. I was trying to figure out how to get consistent sales. I was trying to figure out how to grow an audience. Like I was trying to figure out how to market myself. Like I was, you know, I was really, really good at one thing, but in order to excel at that one thing, I had to learn how to do all of these other things, right? (laughs) Including running a business. And, um, uh, I was fortunate enough to get into some really, really amazing rooms full of amazing entrepreneurs where I literally felt like the minnow, right? I was like the size of a sardine swimming around in this like shark tank and, um, you know, with, with some great mentorship and just, I think some grit and determination of like, I'm going to do this no matter what, no matter how many times I fall on my face, I learned about marketing. And at one point I realized that the thing that I had been consistent with the most throughout my entire entrepreneurial career had been writing. I'm a natural writer. I've always done it as, you know, a way to express myself, a way to get things off my chest. And I realized that even though my business and my income had kind of gone up and down throughout the years as a relationship coach, the one thing that I'd remained consistent with was writing. And this was brought to my attention actually by an entrepreneur who came up to me and said, you know, I love everything that you write. I feel like I could have written it myself. Have you ever thought about writing for another company? And I was like, you know, no, I I haven't actually. But it opened my eyes to the fact that as a relationship coach, I realized that one of the biggest problems people have is they're afraid to show up and let themselves be seen for everything they are and everything they're not, right? We're all trying to put on this show. Like we've got it all figured out. We never lose our cool. Like we've always got, you know, our stuff together, but it's not true. And it's only when you really allow that connection to happen where it's just like, look, I'm, I'm really good at five things, but the rest of this stuff is a hot mess. Um, that's where real connection happens. And I saw that entrepreneurs were having the same issue in their relationships one-on-one that they were having one to many, right? Like we're afraid to show up and say, Hey, I've struggled with that. I didn't know how to do this. I had to figure that out. I fell on my face over here. We don't want to tell our audiences that we want to pretend like we have all of our stuff together when we really don't. And so I kind of brought everything that I learned in the relationship world into marketing and into direct response and specifically into email marketing. 
and everything completely changed. Like I literally went from making $2,500 a month in April of 2017, I believe, to $25,000 in May of 2017, right? So it happened super, super fast. And it was through the process of identifying like what my actual superpower was. And that was helping people create connection in their business. Uh, I have so many questions um, from what you just said. I, I just love, I mean, your storytelling j- just then was amazing. Um, I'm captivated by kind of your journey. And from afar, I mean, I, I haven't really been a part of the whole thing. Like I haven't seen you on social media the whole time, but I've seen like all of a sudden there you were. I was yeah. like, oh man, I, I, I want to have her on my show and just hear more about who she is and what she does. And it's interesting um, you're the first entrepreneur to come on the show that has talked about storytelling and story selling in particular. So I'm excited to dig into the nitty gritty of, of what that actually means and how entrepreneurs can use that to their benefit. So I guess my first question is, may, you, may, you said you mainly focus on email marketing, mm-hmm. right? And, and helping an entrepreneur tell the real side of who they are and put themselves out there. How do you help them overcome whatever fear or objection they have of putting themselves out and relating to the people that they're speaking to better? I think, you know, a lot of us will hear time and time again that we need to be polarizing, right? If you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Yet we all fall into this trap of wanting to please people and wanting to be liked and wanting to be popular and wanting the likes and the comments and the shares and all of that, right? And I think one of the biggest things that I'm able to help people with is saying, you know, it's okay to be you because at the end of the day, you can't fail at being you, right? And our biggest fear as human beings is number one, that we won't be loved. And number two, or number one, that we're not good enough. And number two, that we won't be loved, right? And so putting yourself out there exposes you to those two biggest fears. So it's, it's natural that we would want to kind of hold back and try to be what we think other people want us to be. But the only time that we'll actually find real true success is by showing up exactly as you are, because that's when you become naturally polarizing. Because there's going to be people who absolutely love and adore you for who you are, for all your quirkiness, right? Like we got on this call and you're like, oh, I love R2D2 back there. There's plenty of people who would have been like, oh, she's like a Star Wars geek, right? It's automatically polarizing just by being yourself. And so there's the people that are going to come closer, but there are also the people that are going to leave and that are going to say, I want nothing to do with him. I want nothing to do with her. I don't like what she's talking about. I don't agree with it. And and that's okay. And so it's really, um, it's owning your story, right? If we don't own our stories and where we've come from and the experiences that we've had in our lives and our beliefs and our values, they eventually own us because we start hiding and trying to pretend Like we're something other than we actually are. And that's just not sustainable. And it's definitely not sustainable in a business aspect because I don't know about you, but I've had the experience where the audience and the people that I served weren't actually the right people, not because of them, but because I showed up as something that I really wasn't. And the moment I got tired of being that person, I was like, oh my God, I can't stand my clients. I hate them. They're driving me crazy. I don't want to talk to them. They want things that I don't want to create, right? Like it's just, it's just a nightmare. And so why not just be ourselves, be willing to say, yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. And if you don't like that, that's okay. Like I'm not pizza. I'm not here to please everybody, but the people that I am here to like really connect with, I can really affect a change in their lives. And that's who I'm taking a stand for. Everybody else can go find their person. That's not me. 
I love that. I love that you are allowing people to step into who they really are. It's such a powerful thing, especially in the world of entrepreneurship and the world of social media. And particularly right now, the state of the world, we're all having to learn who we are. We're Mm -hmm. with ourselves all day, every day. We're (laughs) with our significant others all day, every day, right? We, if they're not telling us what they think of us, we're telling ourselves what we think of ourselves. So it's, no better time to learn how to release all the things that are in your mind, to release all the things that you, how you view the world, how you view yourself, how you view your experiences. Super cool. So I'm curious how you turn that stuff into a revenue generating strategy. What are you, what are you teaching your, your clients and your community to implement into their, their business process, into their operations? So, so one of the things that I really take a stand against are these templates and, uh, you know, swipe, swipe type of stuff where it's just like, Oh, like I wrote this really high performing sequence, like swipe it and send it out to your audience. Or here's a template, just fill in the blank. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, don't do it. (laughs) Please don't do it. Because I don't believe in content for the sake of content. Right. I think that as a thought leader, as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, as somebody with a platform with a voice, with a message to speak, like we, like, it's not easy to do what we do. It's not easy to wake up every day and like go out and like, it's like pushing a boulder uphill, right? Like you're just like, I'm going to figure out the technology and I'm going to figure out the marketing and I'm going to figure out sales and I'm going to figure out all these things. Why do we do it? Because there's a message inside of us that we feel compelled to get out into the world, right? And so what sense does it make for us to put out you know, recipes and, you know, when you should plant whatever bush and like, you know, the unprecedented state of the world and all, like none of that makes sense unless there's an actual story and a perspective that you're sharing behind that, that supports it. Right. So, you know, I, I sit at my desk every morning and I have a cup of tea, right. And the cup of tea, sometimes I'll pick it up and it's gone cold. But what happens is that I allow myself the time it takes me to drink my cup of tea to scroll Facebook, right? And so when I pick it up and I take a a cold sip of tea, I'm like, dang, like my time is up. But inevitably I pick it up and I take another sip and I take another sip. So that's three sips of cold tea that I've now taken, which means I've gone way over my social media time, right? I can write that story to my audience telling them about a cold cup of tea on my desk, but I'm going to say, hey, you know what? How, I'm, how I do one thing is how I do everything. And so where else in my life am I allowing myself to go further than the boundaries that I've set? Where else am I neglecting the commitments or the agreements that I've made with myself or with other people, right? Now it's really tying into a lesson that we can all take away from that experience. But the only thing that shifted was that I offered a perspective. I offered a lesson. I offered an insight as to why I felt that was a valuable piece to share with people right? You brought up the state of the world right now. Yes. Like we're all on lockdown. Like there's a freaking pandemic going on. What are you taking away from it? Right? Like what are the thoughts that are running through your mind? What are the lessons? What are the aha moments? What are the shifts that you're noticing in the way that you interact with your family in the way that you're choosing to show up as a, as an entrepreneur? Um, what books are you reading? What, what are you spending your time doing? Right? Like those are all of the things that are inspiring? Like what are the challenges that you're having, right? It doesn't all have to be like rainbows and butterflies because that's not real either. 
what we want to know is like, we want to get a peek behind the scenes and say like, oh my gosh, like, like I went on my Insta story lives today and I was like, listen, you guys, like I have gray hair. Like I haven't gone to the hair salon and I have a box of color that's sitting on my, on my, uh, vanity, right. In my rest, in my bathroom. But I'm thinking that maybe I won't actually dye my hair. Like I'm maybe just going to do an experiment in self-acceptance and self-love and non-conformism and grow up my gray. Like if I don't do it during quarantine, when am I going to do it? Right. And, and I immediately got a response from people. Some people were like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And other people saying, oh my gosh, like you're doing it. I'm going to do it too. And it's amazing to see like how, how much of an impact something that seems so small to us, right. That we just think we have, it's just me itis, right. Like it's just me sitting at my desk. It's just me in my home. Like none of this is important to other people, but this is, these are the building blocks that you're using to build your entire life and to build your entire business. So sharing that to somebody who's further behind on the journey than you are that wants to get to where you are is incredibly generous and it's inspirational. I'm super curious how, so say you share all of your experiences, Mm -hmm. right? With the state of the world or whatever period of time you want to go back to, you're turning your story into a selling aspect, right? So if, if it's me and I have gray hair and I have a box of color on my vanity and I'm sharing that with my audience, maybe I put that into an email. How do I then turn that into something that could sell? What if my product doesn't match that story? Yeah, no, I totally get that. And there's, I believe that there are going to be sales opportunities and there are going to be nurture opportunities, right? Like I don't believe that you should hit your head, your, your audience over the head with your offer every single email. I don't like being marketed to that way. And so I'm not going to market to my audience that way. I am huge on sharing insights. I'm huge on growing, uh, on sharing growth. I'm huge on sharing um, milestone moments, these, these times in my life when I knew that things would never be the same. And what ends up happening is that through nurturing my audience, it automatically points them towards the products and the services that I've created and that I provide, right? Because the experiences of my life actually make up the lessons that I'm including in my products and my services. And so by sharing those experiences and those lessons, I'm creating that, I'm actually upping and creating that no like, and trust factor. People buy from people that they know, like, and trust, right? And so by showing up consistently, sharing who I am, sharing my challenges, sharing my lessons, and explaining to people how I've become the person that I am, it makes logical sense why I provide the service that I do, right? People are just like, oh my gosh, like I love reading her emails. Why not have Yada teach me how to write emails, right? Like, and if they're purchasing from my email, then they're like, well, if if I'm purchasing from the emails that I like reading that she's sending me, then it makes logical sense that when I send emails that she taught me how to write, my people are going to want to buy from me, right? So it's, it actually creates this really, really interesting situation where I'm no longer selling to people. People are buying from me. And I prefer that 1000%. That is a huge piece of insight, a very valuable (laughs) statement you just made there. I love that. I love that because I think, and I can speak from experience, right? When I go to create a piece of content or I'm writing an email or even like hosting a podcast episode, I want to show up as genuine as possible. 
I want to be who I really am. And then after the fact, when I have to like upload the content or actually send the email, it's like, okay, how do I make the best headline or how do I make this captivating? To me, it doesn't seem very exciting, but I want to send it out to people because this is what I'm really sharing. But is it going to then drive revenue back to me? Is it going to be a waste of time? Those are all the things that have come up in my mind for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, yeah, that's a very valuable piece of advice for sure. Yeah. And I think it's really about, it's about building that relationship, right? And once you build that relationship, people understand what it is that you're working on, what you're working towards, what your vision is, what your message is, and they want to be a part of that. One of the things that I tell people all the time is that there may not always be a call to action to like, click the link or buy my thing, or, you know, this is available now, but there's always a call to action to open the lines of communication with your audience. Like I'm not talking at my audience, I'm having a conversation with them. Right. And so when I, when I share an insight, when I share an experience of mine, I'm like, Hey, have you ever been in a situation like that? Are you currently in a situation like that? What did you do when you were facing this thing? Or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like I changed one of the rooms in my house because I knew that my partner and I were all going to be home at the same time and we needed more space. And so I sent an email out about it and I was just like, have you guys done anything to change your house? And I got a ton of responses back. And what happens is that if somebody opting into your list is them taking a step closer to you, right? It's them raising their hand and saying, hey, I'm interested in what you have to say and what you're about and what you do, but I maybe don't know, like, or trust you enough to buy from you yet. When they reply to your emails, like that's them taking a step even closer. And so how can you then really use relationship development and sales skills to crack that nut, right? And say like, all right, why are you here? Like, why are you reaching out? Why are we having this conversation? And how can I help you get the thing that you want? Like, I have really come to believe that sale, you know, you hear it all the time, like sales is service. And it is because sales is all about helping other people get what they want. Like if you help enough people get what they want, you will always, you will get everything that you want in this life, right? Jim Rohn said that. And it is so freaking true. Like, I don't think I've I like understood how true that was until I think probably like in the last year where I'm just like, wow, I really just want to help people get what they want. And in turn, that helps me get what I want. It's beautiful. Leading with value first is like a quick, easy way to put that. Yep. Love it. I'm curious. I kind of switched recently the conclusion of an interview more to just learn about the guests that come on the show. Um, I guess you can call it a deeper level, but more of just like a personal level. And I am always like the first question I like to ask is what are some of the non-negotiable habits you have every day? What, what do you do to practice self-development and maintaining your emotions and kind of enjoying the ride that is entrepreneurship in life. You, you mentioned drinking tea every morning. What are some other things that you do to, to kind of, that's definitely part of my, that's definitely part of my morning routine. Um, well, I live in a house with two entrepreneurs, right? So it's myself, my partner, James, he, uh, he's an entrepreneur as well. And so we are, we basically live in a perpetual mastermind. Like we, I can show you, it's really funny. We have like, we just moved. So our whiteboards are on the floor, but like we have, a ton of whiteboards everywhere. We're constantly brainstorming. We're constantly reading. Like I have stacks and stacks of books. Um, I'm not really big on the morning ritual or like daily routine. Um, I just find that it doesn't, it doesn't really work for me. 
I'm a much better creative in the afternoon. And so I typically do all of my outward focused stuff like interviews and calls with clients and all of those things during the morning. And then from about two o'clock on, that's when I like sit down to write. That's when I work on my business. That's when I do all of those kinds of things. Um, we do our best to like bookend our days. So in the mornings, like we'll have tea, we'll have quiet time. I do meditate. Um, it's one of like, it, that's a non-negotiable for me for sure. At least 10 minutes of meditation per day. Um, and then in the evenings, we've got two kids. So, you know, six o'clock comes around and we do our best to like shut everything down, go down, spend some time with them. And nine o'clock is their bedtime. And, you know, we'll sit and read, we'll watch a movie. It's like, it's a very, very relaxed and kind of chill environment in our home. Um, there are ups and downs with entrepreneurship, but I think that playing the card, playing the hand you're dealt as if it were the one that you wanted has been an invaluable piece of advice that I've received because, you know, when you, when you experience different things, like they're having the belief that they're really happening for you instead of happening to you changes everything, right? Cause you're just like, okay, like this is what's in front of me right now. What am I going to do with it? Like I have, I, I have hundred percent confidence in my ability to figure things out no matter what it is. And so that really kind of helps keep my, my mood and my, uh, my emotions like even so that I don't have this like crazy roller coaster ride. I used to, I used to, it took a really long time for me to kind of master that. <laughs> and I say master very tentatively because <laughs> there are still days where you have a swing, you know, but, but always coming back to that belief and that idea that all of this is happening for me and I have the ability to figure it out. I love that. That's a great, great mantra. What are some difficulties that you have in your life or your business that you, at, at the level you are now, after going through the entrepreneurial journey, you just said, I mean, you, it's taken you a little while to kind of develop the things that you do day to day to, to maintain who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. What are some things like, there's always levels, right? When you reach a certain place, there's always just something new, right? There's yeah. never that one, like everything is at peace and there's no more (laughs) issues that come up. What are some things in your business at the level you're at that you're experiencing right now? Um, I think one of the issues is uh, it's almost like there's so much opportunity that, and I know that sounds like a, like a counterintuitive problem. um, But, but it is, it's like, there's, there are so many opportunities. It's like, okay, well, which one do we take and which one do we say yes to? And you know, there, there's a team behind me now that's like supporting all the things that I do. And so how do you decide which is the exact right next step for you and for this team? Like what direction are you going to run in? Um, so that's one, I think, you know, Facebook ads are always really fun to figure out and (laughs) sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work. And so that's just an, an ever present, uh, issue that, that we're looking at and, you know, and that, that we're trying to crack, um, and I think, I think, you know, what I was kind of alluding to before is that we, we love what we do. We love working and we love digging in with our clients and really giving it our all. And sometimes it's difficult to turn that off. And I don't mean in like, Oh, you know, how do I turn this off? I'm constantly thinking about it, but it's like actually shutting your laptop off and saying like, okay, enough for today. Like, let's go do something else. Um, I think that that's been a challenge, but I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, when you said there's so much opportunity, I was like, I can relate so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, 
it's it's an unfortunate state of the world right now, but it is creating some beautiful, beautiful things. Um, yeah. Not that the opportunities weren't there before, but I think we're just realizing that they're here now. Yeah. Um, at least for me, it's been a, a gift and a curse, like just seeing kind of everything at once. So, but well, and, you, and oh, I was going to say entrepreneurs are problem solvers, right? So we see a problem out in the world and we decide that one's mine. Like I'm going to go out and yeah. solve that one. And so I think that's where the opportunity and like the blessing comes from. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer or lose their job or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's a shift in the way that we're, we're learning to, to be as a society and, and entrepreneurs, I think are going to spearhead the changes that are going to happen. Yeah. hundred percent. What would you recommend for the people listening to kind of take advantage of those opportunities and really launch themselves into, uh, you know, six figures and beyond? I think it's really about taking advantage of the time. Like we've all been given a gift of time right now. You know, no one's going to work. Everyone's home like read the book, take the course, you know, give it a shot, like whatever it happens to be. Like if you have a skill set, it's the time to put that out into the world is now. And, you know, really stop wishing that things would go back to normal and instead create whatever your new normal is going to be. Thank you so much for the wisdom you provided today. It's been a great interview and definitely an impactful one for the people listening. Oh, awesome. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Of course. Where can people go to, to learn more about you, join your community, hopefully uh, tell some more stories in their business? Yeah, for sure. You guys can go to subscriberreviver.com and check out the challenge. That's super awesome. It's 47 bucks. <laughs> uh, you could also go to yadagolden.com and it's yada, Y-A-R-A, golden like the color.com. Awesome. Guys, I will link that in the show notes and directly in this podcast episode. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it. 